dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. And you are listening to Fabiano uh, here in South Australia. I'm the pastor to both Melrose Park as well as Sinai Adventist Churches. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener. The theme for our, our program for this week has been a history of tomorrow. Is it possible? Uh, however, the topic for today, it's in the form of a question. Does prophecy mention Christ? Well, today I have someone special uh, uh, on this radio program, one who is not a stranger to the Faith FM uh, radio uh, landscape. Welcome, Pastor Gary. Ah, oh, thank you so much, uh, Fabiana. It's fantastic to be able to come and, uh, and join you again, uh, here, uh, in the Adelaide studio. Wonderful. Yeah, no, thank you. And so. How come you're in the studio on Thursday? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, it, it was interesting today. Actually, I've had one of those days that you you mm. sort of say, "Hey, um, you know, I hope doesn't come too regularly." Actually, <laughs> right. uh, but I want to say a big shout out to my mate uh, Brenton uh, Wilkinson. Brenton was actually supposed to be sitting in this particular seat today, yeah. but uh, he rang me up an hour or two ago and uh, and said, "Hey, look, I'm not feeling uh, real well at all. I'm mm. feeling under the weather." Yeah. And uh, can you can you say any? Anybody who can possibly go in the studio, and I, yes. I, I sort of thought desperately around my my list of mates, and I realised that even my mates were uh, no longer likely to be my mates um, <laughs> this close to the beginning of the uh, the program. So, uh, so I, I actually changed. I was actually in the car at the time. I was going to uh, to visit uh, one or two people, uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, I I rerouted the car and uh, came in here to the studio uh, to, to to share with our listeners today. Hey, that's good, and thank you definitely for stepping in for Brenton. And uh, how are you finding the weather uh, in Adelaide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, of all the years, I've been here now for 20 years, uh-huh. and uh, I think I've become a, a qualify as being a permanent resident now, and uh, I think of all those years, this is probably the wettest, coldest uh, year that uh, certainly I've uh, I've seen. Normally, uh, winters can be cool, you get some rain, yes. but this is uh, ongoing rain. And, oh, it is. Uh, it, it's even impacted on my walking because... Because uh, yeah, I'm one of those people. As many of our listeners know, I I love to be able to get out first thing in the morning and, and mm. walk. Uh, it's actually been so wet, cold, and uh, and black that yes. uh, even that's gone by the way over uh, the last couple of weeks. And I'm going to have to do some penalty miles in the very <laughs> okay. near future. <laughs> Sounds good. So, so how early do you normally? Uh, uh, work up or go for your walks? Yeah, yeah. Well, normally uh, I'm starting at about six. I walk for about, oh, right. I, I do seven and a half kilometers. I do power walking. Yes. I'm normally, uh, I try to get my seven and a half k's in by seven. So mm. it's normally, uh, one hour, sub one hour, which is a, which for, for walking is a pretty reasonable, yeah. uh, pace. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I find that time of the day for me fits incredibly well. If I do it that time of the day, I actually hmm. get it happening. If I, once I leave breakfast and the family, Families up and yes. uh, the day started its activities. Uh, the cha- the further the day goes on, the less the chance is that, that I'll is actually correct. do it. So <laughs> do it first thing in the morning. That's right. Hey, that's uh, that's really good. It's good that you're doing that. Um, I've been also trying to, uh, I guess. Um, 
uh, discipline myself and, uh, you know, get some exercise. And uh, But Fabiana, you're a young bloke. Uh, you're a young bloke. When you when you get to my age, you actually can't get away with it quite as well mm. as uh, as what you what you, what you can when you're younger. Yeah. Hey, no, thank you. I, I, I believe there are those who are listening to us, not, not for the first time, uh, who uh, know Gary very well. If, uh, if you're listening, hey, just uh, send out a uh, shout out and to uh, Gary so uh, he knows that uh, some of you are listening and it could be too that some of you are listening for the first time. We want to welcome you to this radio program. We are thankful that you have tuned in. We believe that this is the right place to be Uh, and uh, this uh, radio station is truly uh, life transforming. And so friends, we want to remind you also that you can actually go to faithfm.com.au or get the app and you'll be able to uh, listen to this program and previous programs, uh, uh, even other radio programs that are found on the Faith FM website uh, and the app. So wonderful technology that we have today. And I, and I highly, highly recommend uh, that people get that uh, or get onto the web. Now, something uh, interesting uh, that I read, uh, interestingly, Something that kind of caught my attention and I thought, hey, isn't this a wonderful story? And this is uh, something that uh, was uh, published by Denison Forum uh, on Wednesday, July the 5th, 2023. So right off the press. And the title goes like this, The Popularity and Peril of Secular Spirituality. But I'm interested in these uh, following paragraphs where he says, here's a story to begin your post-holiday morning. Eight roller coaster riders were stuck hanging upside down for a, for around three hours at a festival in uh, Wisconsin. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, last Sunday. No matter what happens to you today, you can remind yourself that you weren't one of them. Uh, such stories remind us uh, that we don't know what we don't know. If we knew the roller coaster was going to shut down in the middle of a ride, we won't ride on it. If we knew the plane would crash or the road ahead would shut down because of a wreck, we won't travel on it. Uh, sometimes we get lucky. For example, a man spotted a, spotted a crack in a uh, support beam on a roller coaster in North Carolina and alerted authorities uh, who then shut down the ride. Now I'm wondering how many other roller coasters around the country have cracks that no one has discovered. I'm not alone in worrying about the unknown future. According to a new Fox News survey, only 43% of Americans think our best days as as a nation are Ahead of us, obviously, this is an American writing. Uh, uh, this is a nine-point drop from two years ago and a 19-point decrease since 2017. And then he goes on uh, to talk about uh, uh, the religious uh, landscape and the things that are happening in the U.S. And you know, it's it's not that much different in in Australia. But the point that I wanted to really uh, uh, touch on is this point of the unknown future. So my question to you, Pastor Gary, is this. Are you worried about the unknown future? Yeah, I think. Look, look. Increasingly, what I'm what I'm conscious of today, Fabiano, uh-huh. is that uh, more and more people mm. are getting increasingly concerned yeah. about what is occurring 
in the future mm. or what is going to occur in the yeah. you know when I started ministry and I hate to admit it it's almost 40 years ago uh, when I shared biblical prophecy uh, those days in the 80s and the 90s things were basically cruising along yeah. uh, without a lot of uh, a lot of issues on the horizon mm. and the question that you would certainly have addressed to you at prophecy seminars is can these things really happen right. but these days you know when I run a prophecy seminar today mm. I don't get that response what wow. I get is people being able to quote me bigger and better stories mm. than the ones that I'm able to share and wow. saying hey look we are living in an increasingly dangerous world we don't know where we are going we need to understand yeah. what the word of God is saying wow that is yeah that's that's amazing you know I can relate a little bit to that because um, recently one of my younger brothers um, uh, who, uh, let me just say that um, he's trying to find his way into uh, the faith mm-hmm. uh, and I was amazed when he called me and uh, told me that on TikTok out of all the places, but that on TikTok uh, he had been following a certain channel and on that channel they were talking about you know uh, uh, certain uh, propagandas or uh, um, uh, uh, big things that they're planning for the future and things that were worrisome. And apparently yeah. that had led him to study the book of Revelation. Mm. And so I can relate and, and, and a little the, bit. And this is actually what's occurring now in an increasing manner. Yeah. You know, a little while ago, uh, you know, people don't, don't understand the importance of understanding what is going to happen. You know, just a, about two years ago, I, I've actually shared this in, in one of my sermons a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, over in Florida, there was a building right. that uh, actually fell down in the middle of the night. Now, it, there was no mm. explosives connected to it. There was no terrorism connected to it. Right. It simply imploded and fell down. Now, hundreds of people were dead in their beds oh. as a result of that uh, particular building. Now, yeah. I actually downloaded uh, some some months later the the report about why that building fell down right. and uh, what um, uh, what what they had discovered was that the the building had significant design faults to it right. that were well known to everybody in the building uh, they knew for example wow. that the building was sitting on sand that was slowly subsiding now according to oh, the report no. it was subsiding by about a millimeter every single year mm. They knew that the foundations had been established, but that somebody had not put in the impermeable membrane or the plastic to keep out the water. As a result, the the, uh, reinforcing bars, they had actually corroded. And uh, um, uh, they knew uh, that that there were huge cracks uh, in, in the building that were... Very, very problematical. They knew these major problems were evidence in that building. Significantly, though, the building corporation itself, what, what do you think they were doing? Uh, Yeah, I I think they were trying to, I guess, uh, you you mean before or after? 
what they were doing uh-huh. before the fall of the oh, building, before, okay. before the fall of the building, yeah. they were actually arguing amongst themselves really? as to uh, who was responsible to fix. You see, they uh-huh. had they'd had a, a had it priced out to get it fixed, right. and it was going to cost between ten and twelve million dollars to get it fixed. Mm. Now, of course, that basically meant that a lot of the residents virtually had to buy back their own uh, unit again in order to get the problems fixed. Oh, so they're trying to, ass- to to assign the problem right. to, the, to the town council, they're right. trying to the original developer. You know, who's going to pay for this money? And for years, this argument actually Unbe- went on until finally the whole thing did actually collapse. Uh, do you know, to me, uh, I, I look at biblical prophecy. Yeah. And, you know, biblical prophecy to me is, is wonderfully reliable. And we're going mm. to look at another one of these prophecies today that, you know, staggers, absolutely yes. staggers my mind when I consider about what what's actually taking uh, taking place. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I've actually got, in biblical prophecy, I've got something that is incredibly reliable and tells me what my future does hold. Now, to me... Only a foolish person would turn around and say, look, uh, you know, I know these problems are there, right. but I'm going to totally ignore them. Do you know, a wise man yes. doesn't function like that. No, uh, not the, at all. You know, I mean, and yet how easy it is uh, for us, yes. like those building residents, to simply argue amongst ourselves as to, hey, yeah. someone else is actually going to fix this problem. Mm. You know, we can, maybe by some human effort, we can fix this problem. What scripture says to me is that the uh, human effort is actually not going to fix the problem. And uh, uh, to me, it talks about how God is going to be the one who's going to resolve this problem. Uh, To me, uh, I really appreciate that story that you actually shared because uh, the person, uh, it's a wise person who looks at the evidence and simply says, hey, I'm yeah. going to act on it. Hey, that that's wonderful. And um, I love, uh, I mean, for those who are listening, you can tell that Pastor Gary is very uh, uh, passionate about prophecy. And so today's topic, uh, does uh, prophecy mention Christ? Well, friends, we, we're in for it for a treat. And uh, definitely there'll be a lot which we'll be learning and uh, sit and relax. And uh, Gary, I think you've got a friend here. Margie has uh, texted in. Uh, I love Margie's a comment actually. Uh, she's right. talking about my walking. Uh, she says, uh, Well done, Pastor Gary. Uh, can't you find a big hall or a building or even a mall to walk <laughs> in? Uh, you've got to keep in practice. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have thought about that one or, ti- one mm. or two times. I've actually thought of going and joining a gym and going on one of those uh, uh, contraptions, treadmill. Okay. Uh, tre- the yeah. treadmill contraptions. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've got to admit, I, uh, you know, I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like the out of doors. I like the out of doors. I, 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 I like hearing the birds sing. I like seeing the sunrise. I, you know, I love the peace of the morning. Mm. Yeah. Hey, thank you for texting in, uh, Margie. Even uh, if there's any other person who's listening to us, hey, we we would love to hear from you because this encourages us uh, knowing that there's someone listening at the end of the uh, uh, of the line. Uh, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. Let me. 
pray with you, my friend. Let's pray together, rather. And then we'll take a short break, and soon uh, we will plunge deep into the study. Father, we want to thank you for this wonderful uh, lesson which we have today, uh, a discussion and a topic at the same time uh, on prophecy. Uh, Lord, we pray that you may help us uh, see uh, the uh, uh, the power uh, that uh, that is found in your word, in that scripture is able to uh, foretell the future. And that is obviously uh, you who is able to foretell the future. Leaders and guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, friends, just before we come to our song, I would like to let you know that we do have a free giveaway today. I'll let you know the title and how to get your free offer. But please do stay with us because uh, I I want to uh, offer this to you. And uh, just before we uh, come to a break as well, let me just uh, remind those who are listening that uh, you can text in on 0488-8811. So please be with us and stay with us and we'll be right back shortly. So here's a song and uh, we'll be right back. This is by Randy Travis, Jerusalem Cry. Enjoy and stay with us. Thank you so much.
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back, dear friends. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, a big Q&A with uh, Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host for today is Gary Hodgkin. And uh, I'm so thankful to have Gary on this radio program as we uh, discuss under the topic, Does Prophecy Mention Christ? The theme for this week, however, has been a history of tomorrow. Is it possible? And so, friends, once again, thank you for tuning in. And let me now turn to uh, Pastor Gary and uh, and ask him, Does Prophecy Mention Christ? Yeah, look, this is a, this is an, an incredible, uh, question actually. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't, don't actually recognize, uh, to, today we're living in an era and where the, the scriptures themselves are not being read a great deal. Right. And as a result, some of the amazing evidence, uh, in the word of God yeah. is actually not being recognized. And that's true even by the, uh, the, uh, the church attending, uh, right. individual. And uh, to me, I just encourage people to say, hey, look, let's come back uh, to the Word of God. Yes. Now, of course, uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't actually realize, uh, some people actually depreciate the Old Testament. Right. Uh, you know, the New Testament is something that is uh, regarded highly uh, by them. But the Old yes. Testament, uh, that's something that's sort of pushed off there in the background. Mm. And yet, the thing that I'm so conscious of, Fabiano, uh-huh. is that what we have in the Old Testament is actually the Bible of Jesus. Wow. Wonderful. You know, when you turn around and, and you recognize that the, uh, in the Old Testament scriptures, uh-huh. you actually have the Bible that Jesus used. Really? Now, uh, and, and to me, the, the thing that I, I love is that repetitiously, uh-huh. the New Testament actually picks up uh, right. what's in the Old Testament and actually quotes it. Mm. Now, you know, I mean, sometimes people don't don't realize that, for example, in the uh, in the book of Revelation, right. you actually have got huge portions of the book of Revelation actually comes from the Old Testament. Right. If you want to know, and this is one of the principles of understanding uh, the, the scriptures, right. if you want to know what the uh, what the uh, uh, prophecy is saying in uh-huh. the New Testament, the easiest way to do it is actually to go into the head yes. of the of the writer. And how do you do that? Mm. Well, you do it by reading what they've said, and particularly when they're quoting the Old Testament, find out what they're actually saying. What is the Old Testament actually saying? Because, uh, you know, you get this just this repetitious uh, use of the Old Testament. I have incredible regard for the Old Testament. To Mm. me, I believe the Old Testament is just as important as the New. Uh, You know, I think of uh, two two men on the way to Emmaus. I was was just... I was about to mention that Tell, as well. Yeah, what, what, what happens? Yeah, because here, here are these two men. They are so saddened that something, something terrible has happened. And that you know, the one whom they hope to be the Messiah, you know, the Deliverer. All of a sudden, you know, he's been condemned on the cross and he died, and so they couldn't understand everything. But exactly. then, all of a sudden, a mysterious man appears on the road, and he's listening to them. He says, so, "So, what? What is this thing that you're talking?" And he's like, "What? Well, you you didn't know?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Scripture tells us that he took them all the way back, you know, to the Old Testament, yeah, and 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 expounded unto them, you know, the 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 prophecies and the teachings of Moses and and with what the prophets had said in the Old Testament, yeah. and apparently all of that and how we pointed to him. 
And exactly. It's, it's talking mm. about these are the things he revealed to them from right. the Old Testament. The things concerning himself right. is what the, uh, what the word actually says. Now, yes. look, if in fact we can't see Jesus in the Old Testament, uh-huh. it's because the problem is with us because we are not reading the word of God as Jesus himself did actually read it. Wow. This is an important understanding. It's, let me give you a fancy word. It's called uh-huh. hermeneutic. Now, hermeneutic, of course, is one of those big fancy terms that theologians, uh, theologians use. And it means, how do I interpret the Bible? Mm. How do I interpret yes. uh, what uh, the, the New Testament uh, teaches me? And right. once we understand the hermeneutical principles, right. then at that point, a prophecy suddenly becomes far more easy uh, to Wonderful. understand. You know, allowing prophecy to um, uh, to, to, to present about itself, to, yes. uh, to interpret itself, right. is so important. Uh, and uh, in fact, we're going to get more into this uh, next week. In fact, uh, mm. as we move, next week's going to be a fantastic week because we're going to be digging into uh, some of the uh, some of the great prophecies of Scripture. But we're going to do Wonderful. it in bite-sized chunks. We're not going to do it in big chunks, just little chunks each day. Wonderful. And I think our I, I think our listeners will really appreciate it. But you know, let me just come to uh, what we're actually uh, talking about today, and uh, uh, that's the evidence for Jesus mm-hmm. in the uh, in the pr- in the prophetic word. Now, yes. it's really interesting that if you come to, I mean, I'm going to just pick up Matthew's gospel, right. and I'm not going to go past the first uh, couple of chapters okay. because I want us just to count mm. the number of times Matthew refers to the Old Testament and the fulfilment of prophecy Wonderful. in these first couple of chapters. Now, right. just consider this. This is uh, I'm going from Matthew's uh, uh, Matthew's Gospel, right. and um, uh, and uh, in uh, chapter one and verse uh, uh, verse twenty. Uh, well, we'll go from verse eighteen to start with, and then I'll Wonderful. jump to twenty-two. Uh-huh. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was uh, as follows: After uh, the mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, in other words, before they had sexual mm-hmm. relations, uh, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now, look, uh, this is something that even many uh, uh, church-attending people today are increasingly uh, uh, disbelieving. And yet, you know, this is one of the foundational teachings of the entire New Testament. Mm. And then uh, Matthew simply makes this comment. This was done, this is in verse 22 of chapter 1 of Matthew. Uh, So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And what mm. does uh, Matthew do here? He turns around and he says, hey, a virgin was one who actually uh, gave birth. A miracle occurred Wonderful. to allow that to occur. And what does he base his uh, his evidence on uh, concerning this event? He actually goes back and prophesies and says, hey, just be aware that Isaiah prophesied of this. Right. Now, Foretold, predicted, all right. Yeah. 
Matthew recognises it. He That's relies right. on the Old Testament yes. and he sees in in the New Testament and in the life of Christ, yes. he sees a direct fulfilment of, of Scripture. That's right. That's number one. Okay. Now, he comes on just a matter of a few verses later uh-huh. uh, and uh, uh, he's talking about wise men uh, from, the, from the East. This mm. is Matthew chapter 2 and we're going from verse 5. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll go back from verse... Uh, um, we'll go from the beginning so we get the context. Now after okay. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, uh, behold wise men from the east came for Jerusalem saying where is he who's been born king of the Jews? Mm. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Right. Uh, verse 5 So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea. Now this is the priests are saying this. This right. is not the disciples interpreting this. Yeah. The priests, the people who are opposed to Christ, they know the answer to this because yeah. they are able to rely on biblical prophecy. Right. Uh, so they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea for thus it's written by the prophet but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Now of course there was more than one Bethlehem but uh, the right. one that's being spoken about here is Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Yes. Uh, so it defines exactly which one that's right. You are not least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come forth the ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Matthew sees yes. in Christ's birthplace yes. a fulfillment of prophecy. That's quite fascinating. Yeah. You know, as I look at this, I just turn around and I look, I'm not even going past the first couple of chapters uh, in, uh, in Matthew's gospel. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. just gets so, so repetitious. Right. Uh, of course, Jesus was commanded by, or Jesus' parents were commanded by the angel to go down to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does uh, Matthew uh, pick up? Well, right. chapter two and verse 13. Uh, now, when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, arise and take the young child and his mother flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him when he arose he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and he was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying out of Egypt I've called my son wow now, now, look, if, you know, we're talking hundreds of years yes. before the birth of Jesus. What we've got is a, you know, a, a various prophet saying this is what's going to happen mm. about the Messiah. Yeah. Now, now, look, if back in uh, 1600, someone had turned around and said, you know, there's going to be a, a, a ruler that's going to arise here today and these are going to be the details of his birth and two thousand and, and four, five hundred years later, because that's what we're talking here, yes. uh, you find that ruler comes along and all these things start to come together. What would you say? I'd say so, you, you probably have some... Extraterrestrial information. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the way I, I'd mm. actually put it. Mm. Um, then Herod, yeah. um, uh, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, uh, was exceedingly angry. This is a, this is number five. You know, yeah. this is just the first two chapters of Matthew's gospel. Two chapters. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, and was exceedingly angry. He sent forth and put, uh, and said, put to death all the male children who were in bed. 
Bethlehem and its districts mm. from two years old and under according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. That, that was fulfilled, that which was spoken by the Jeremiah, the prophet, saying a voice was heard in a Ramah, lamentation and uh, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Wow. You go into the chapter, it talks about Jesus being called a Nazarene because he would grow up in Nazareth. Mm. Uh, this is just just gets repetitious time after time after time. You get exactly the same. Yes. You get this. Matthew recognizes yes. that in the Old Testament there are these repetitious prophecies yes. concerning the Messiah. He and quotes them in the New Testament. Yeah. We overlook them and turn around and say, "Well, actually, the Old Testament that's just <laughs> a lot of hooey," uh, because uh, you know, hey, we know we have little regard for it. Yeah, these guys are quoting their Bible. Bible. <laughs> exactly. How, I mean, how dare we turn around and yeah. say that it's hooey? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. Uh, it's, it, it amazes me to see that almost every uh, uh, f- uh, few words that he says, you know, he he relies back in the you know to the Old Testament and he looks back once again to interpret what's what he's seeing. It's almost like there's no other way to put it because you know the, it is so obvious, it is so evident. It's it's quite amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Look, look, wow. look, look. To to me, when people realize this, I, I just sort of look at it right. and I I just simply say, hey, how can you miss this? Reality. This reality is, uh, you know, this is telling about the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. It's telling us about what is going to occur. You know, one of my favorite passages of scripture, and in fact, let me just go there, right. is actually the book of uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 53. In fact, some people don't actually realize Isaiah has actually been called the gospel prophet uh, right. because uh, there's actually uh, the same number of chapters in there as there is books in the Bible, and the gospel Amazing. is right through uh, this uh, this particular particular book. Yeah. Isaiah chapter chapter 53 and it's talking about the Messiah just listen to this yeah surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of of our peace was upon him by his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one to his own way but the lord laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth do you know as i read isaiah chapter 53 what is it doing it's actually talking about the messiah but it's giving a picture of a Messiah called the suffering servant. You know, mm. there were so many in Israel when Christ came who was expecting to come as the conquering king. Yeah. And yet if you go and look at the biblical prophecy, what you find is that we are told of uh, the manner in which Jesus would come. You know, I, I yeah. look at this and I just simply say, hey, uh, we have to treat the Old Testament, the biblical prophecies, with incredible respect. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that chapter alone, for, for anyone who has read the, uh, the Gospels, it's unbelievable as to how detailed it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wonder if you, if there's an, any other chapters uh, in the, in the, in the prophetic books of the, uh, of the Old Testament that also gives us some light or, uh, or at least, uh, speak about the 
coming Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, there, there is one more that I do want us to get to, and right. this one is actually what I call the peace de resistance. This, <laughs> right. this, this is. I didn't know you spoke French. This, this, well, I don't actually. There's only a couple of phrases that I know, but that is, this is, this is one of them. And of course, this is the beautiful prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, because this prophecy yeah. declares exactly when right. Christ is going to come. Now, this is the one that so many, uh, you know, this is a, there's actually a, this, there's a lot of confusion about this particular prophecy today. Uh, people artificially moved the last week. They place it in a totally different era. Yet, look, I just want to look at how simple yes. this prophecy really is and what really is it, uh, is it saying? I just wonder, do we want to go to the break before, before we just start on this? Uh, definitely we can come to the break. And so that way we give it some time. Yep. Just uh, for those who are following, once again, we want to thank you for tuning in and we want to let you know that we do have a free giveaway now before we tell you how to get this free giveaway you really want this number with you uh, this is uh, the uh, number 04888080811 so let's come to a song immediately after the song I'll let you know first and foremost how to give this, this free giveaway then we'll come back to the study so please uh, stay with us we'll be right back uh, shortly and uh, in fact uh, I, I would say that uh, we won't be long so here is the song and this is the song by Alison Krauss the Cox family I know who holds tomorrow about tomorrow I just live from day to day I don't borrow from the sunshine For its skies may turn to
beautiful song it is christ truly it is him who knows about tomorrow or who holds uh, tomorrow and friends what a beautiful song that reminds us that uh, we need to trust uh, in jesus uh, friends also I, I spoke about this uh, free giveaway uh, this is a wonderful 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 book in fact the history of tomorrow, uh, which is this book, which I'm about to, uh, uh, share with you and let you know how to get your copy reveals Earth's last 2,600 years through the eyes of kings, prophets, popes, and presidents, examining the biblical prophecy in Daniel chapter 2. It unveils a pattern in the timeline of history and exposes an event that will soon permanently alter the face of our planet. The history of tomorrow is a foundational resource for anyone who seeks to understand. That is the key. Who seeks to understand the tectonic movements that are shaping geopolitics, religion, and economics of today. Oh, my friends, you really want to get your hand on this book by Julian Archer, who's an Australian author and researcher, one that actually uh, uh, has written a classic. This book is a classic, is one that you must have. Now, the number which you need uh, in order to get this free giveaway is 048 
0818-880-811. Now, you will need to send uh, to that number the following code word, and that is SA, as in the abbreviated SA for South Australia, SA-125. So, please do send that code word, SA-125, to that number, 048 Eight or eight eleven. Once you do that, the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So please do that, and we'll make sure that we'll post that to you. All oh, friends, you really, really need uh, need uh, this free giveaway. Once again, the code word is SA one twenty five to the number zero four triple eight eight or eight eleven. Welcome again. This is the Faith FM Drive Time, and I have Pastor you, uh, Pastor Gary Hodgkin here uh, in the studio. You know, I'm used to uh, uh, um, having Pastor Hugh here. You're used to a better presenter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's just that I'm used to having him here. But uh, no, I, 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 I'm excited actually about having uh, you here, Pastor uh, Gary, as you share with us on this wonderful topic. Does prophecy mention Christ? Now, just before the break, you said that you really wanted to share with us from a particular chapter in Scripture. Yeah. Let me, let me not take much of your time. Yeah, yeah. look, this is, this is of course Daniel nine. And right. this is what I call the peace de resistance. Right. Uh, you know, it's the only French word that I actually know, but I think it's an important one. Mm. Uh, you know, above every other prophecy concerning Christ, this one stands far and above. And look, it, 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 we, we could go on for, for a long time about it, but look, just three points I want right. to bring uh, from this uh, uh, from this prophecy. Now, uh, Daniel chapter 9, what you get is uh, uh, you get a story of... Uh, of Daniel praying as a result of Daniel praying an angel comes and, and talks to to Daniel yes. and uh, we're presented with a thing called the 70 week uh, mm. prophecy now uh, just three points I just want to just cover today uh, verse 25 says this know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince comes there shall be, and then it goes on to talk about a period of time. Mm. Now, I want you to notice what's actually being said here. This is this is point number one. Right. From the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, comes, there will be a particular period of time. Now, the, now if you like, fact number one is this. The starting point is the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince. Now, this is giving a time element. Now, the question I must ask is, do we know when a command went out to restore and build Jerusalem? Well, yeah, we do, actually. Oh, yeah. In fact, yeah. it's one of the most uh, established dates. Yes. It's We're now getting to the part of history where we can establish the dates with mm. incredible reliability. That's right. Uh, and, yes. of course, the person that gave the command to restore and build Jerusalem mm. was none other than Cyrus. Yes. Cyrus. Right. Gave that command uh, to go and restore to the Jews. I want you to go and build Jerusalem. Now, yeah. some people will say, "Hey, look!" But there were three commands to, <laughs> to restore and build. Just to complicate things a little bit. Mm. Well, actually, the first two commands were actually to rebuild the temple. Okay. They weren't actually to restore and build Jerusalem. They were right. to restore the temple. Right. The third one is the one where you get a command to restore uh, the walls and Jerusalem right. itself. Now, uh, when did that actually take? Place. Mm. Well, 
457 BC, I guess. 457 BC, right on the knocker. We know that 457 BC is when Cyrus the king gave this command saying, look, I want you to go and build Jerusalem. Now, remember, uh, this is what it says. Know therefore and understand from the going forth of the commandment, 457 BC, to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the prince there shall be, and then it gives a period of time. Now, uh, the point I just want to make, first of all, fact number one. That a starting time is placed in history. That's amazing. To an event. Now, look, this, this starting time, 457 BC, this is, Christ doesn't actually come mm. for hundreds of years later. Yeah. You know, this is the equivalent of us saying, maybe someone rising up in around about the 1600s, about the time of the Reformation, wow. and they're saying something like, well, around the year 2000, uh, a, a very significant leader is going to come up. Mm. And you turn around, you'd say, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> is, is this really possible? Yeah, well, yeah. actually, we're going to find out because mm. we've now got a starting point. Now, that's fact uh, number one. Now, right. uh, fact number two uh, comes up in the second half of that verse, to restore and build, uh, 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 know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince comes, there shall be seven weeks Plus 62 weeks, the street will be built again and the wall in troublesome times. Seven weeks and 62 weeks. Uh, that uh, uh, That's a total of 483 mm. days yes. in that particular period. Wow. Now... One of the, one of the keys to biblical prophecy, and next week we're going to be digging into the keys to biblical prophecy, but one of the keys is to understand what the symbols actually represent. Right. Now, we don't have time today to go into the symbol yes. of a day, right. but let me just share enough to say that in biblical prophecy, a day equals a year. Right. Now we're going to dig into that next week. Next week. Okay, next okay. week. So let's let's just hold on to that one at the moment. Just let's take that as it is. Right. Uh, but you know, we have found Bible interpreter after Bible interpreter has accepted that rule uh, that rule of thumb. It's been accepted throughout uh, through prophecy. There shall be a seven weeks, 69 weeks, 483 years. Uh the street will be built again. And the wall, even in troublous times. What's actually uh, taking place here? Well, uh, what we have is a period of time. It's saying that after 483 years, we're going to see Messiah the Prince is going to come. Now, you know, as I look at this, I turn around and say, well, where does that actually take me Two. Mm. And of course, 457 BC plus 483 years yeah. takes me to the year 27 yeah. AD. That's now, right. I, I look at this and I say, hey, this, there's something supernatural happening here. Because, mm. you know, the year 27 AD, what do we find taking place in the year 27 AD? Yeah, the baptism, isn't it? You find the yeah. baptism 
yeah, of Jesus Christ, yeah. you find Jesus being anointed by the yeah. Holy Spirit and he mm. becomes anointed as the Messiah yes. at the time of his baptism. He's introduced wow. by John to yes. the Jewish community yes. in 27 AD as wow. being the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Yeah. Bang on time. Now, look, uh, some people say, hey, look, you know, oh, but Pastor, can this really, you know, look, I, I, sometimes people have said to me, Pastor, you know, uh, why does Jesus say things like this? You know, I mean, in John uh, chapter 2 and verse uh, verse 4, he's talking to his mother, and Jesus said to her, Woman, uh, what does, this is the miracle of uh, the wine turning water into wine, yeah. into wine. Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has, has not, not yet, come. yet come. Why does he say that? <laughs> He says that because he knows this biblical prophecy. Yeah. He knows that this hour is not exactly there. It's not exactly mm. 27. It's only 26 AD. Yes. The time hasn't yet come, and this is the... I have to wait until my the prophetic mm. word is fully... You know, as I look at this, I say, oh, you know, Jesus knows prophecy. That's but right. We don't. That's right. <laughs> so, so many believers today do not understand wow. uh, this biblical prophecy. And you know, if I go to uh, uh, John chapter chapter seven and verse uh, and verse six, uh, what I uh, uh, what I find here is Jesus is doing exactly the same thing. And I'm conscious my time is starting to get away. Yes. Then Jesus said to them, "My time has not yet come." What does he mean by that? Mm. This is a repetitious expression in the ministry of Jesus. Right. He's saying, "Hey." There is a time that's going that has to come, but my time has not yet. The mm. prophetic time has not yet clocked over. That's amazing. Uh, uh, look, uh, this uh, this is so amazing. Uh, yeah. But look, uh, that that fact too. Right, a time is given yes. by in the Word of God for the coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The time started with the decree of Cyrus. Mm. Jesus came. Right on time, twenty-seven A.D. Yeah. But you know, if I go to back to Daniel chapter nine again in uh, verse twenty-seven, uh-huh. it, uh, uh, it it gets even better. Right. This is what right. he says, and he, that's the Messiah, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week or seven uh, seven literal uh, literal years. Mm. But in the middle of the week, three and a half years, uh-huh. he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Wow. Now, three and a half years yeah. after Jesus started his ministry, right. what do we find occurring? Yeah, no, three and a half years. Well, we know that, uh, uh, in the middle of the week, um, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's crucified. But, um, uh, after that, we hear from scripture, I believe it's Matthew that says that, uh, the curtain that separates the holy and the most holy is torn into two. Uh, ah. so which means that it must be, you know, an expire, in a, what's that word? The ministry of, um, uh, intercessory between the priest and all that. That, that that's it. That's the end of it. And, yeah. and, and that is such an empowerful yeah. act that you've actually mentioned there at the time of Jesus dies on the death uh, his yeah. death on the cross what you find is the temple curtain is split from top to bottom right. you know if it was done by human hands it would have had to have been done from the bottom to the top but this was <laughs> done it. from the top to the, to the bottom, bottom. you mm. find the two just cut right down the middle and the way to the most holy is laid open yeah. and what he's done he's brought an end to sacrifice and offering uh, right. you know Fabiano when I look at this when I consider this I say hey Daniel chapter 9 it's the peace these mm. resistance there is nothing wow. that is more powerful 
than this uh, particular passage of Scripture. He shall wow. confirm the covenant with many for one week, but in the mm. middle of the week he will bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Wow. Uh, do you know, at the end of the week, what occurs? Well, we actually find something very beautiful takes place. Yeah. At the end of the week... Uh, you actually find the gospel being going to the Gentiles. Yes. It's That's no right. longer exclusively uh, mm. for the for the Jewish, Jewish for the Jewish community. That's right. Uh, you know, as, wow. I, as I look at this particular prophecy, I stand in absolute awe. It mm. gives me a starting point. Yes. It tells me about the life of Jesus Christ. Right. It shows me how he fulfilled prophecy. It shows me that he himself recognized this particular prophecy. Wow. It shows me that Jesus was crucified right on prophetic time. Yes. Uh, it shows me that uh, God is in control of human history. Wow. This is amazing, Pastor Gary, and um, just uh, looking at those beautiful points that you pointed out in Daniel chapter 9, it really does solidify the fact that um, Jesus is truly the man of prophecy, and that uh, he knew prophecy, he trusted in prophecy. Later on, he even warned uh, the, um, the uh, his hearers that they should take heed, you know, the prophecy uh, of Daniel, and uh, truly, this is amazing. Once again, like you said in the beginning, you cannot... Um, separate the Old Testament to the New Testament. In fact, you know, even the terms old, new don't really help us because it is one and the same uh, word of God. That's quite amazing. That's mm. true. That's all true. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah no, look, I, I, I really, I'm really so conscious that these prophecies about the Messiah are heart and mind changing material. Oh, Fabian, I'm just wondering, can I pray? Yes. For, uh, for, for those who may be listening right now. Definitely. Thank Father you. in heaven, Lord, I just come to you now. I want to say thank you for the prophetic word. Lord, thank you for the light that it gives us to our path. Lord, I just want to pray for those who are listening right now. Lord, if there's anyone who's struggling in some way. Lord, if there's someone who perhaps has got an unclear path before them. I just pray that you might descend on them your whole, by your Holy Spirit, that you might give them peace, Lord, that they um, might indeed come to understand what your will is for their life at this time. Mm. Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. And so, friends, thank you for being with us. This has been the Faith FM Drive Time Program. Don't forget, if you haven't claimed that free giveaway, it's SA125. That is the code word that you need to send to 04888880811. So thank you. Well, until we meet again, may God bless you. And tomorrow, uh, there will be the title, Is It Wrong to Taste the Prophet by Nick and uh, Charles. So please join us tomorrow. And once again, have a blessed day. Uh, night. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.